Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We're back. With our number two of Ron Seggi today, live all across the USA and around the world. My first guest this second hour is a friend of our show for many, many years. She's a delightful lady, great actress, and she's got a very interesting story to tell, too. Joining us will be Mary Lou Henner. And then starting its third season this weekend, Doctors Aaron and Ben Schroeder, their husband and wife. The show is Heartland Docs. It's on National Geo Wild and also on Disney+. Plus. And they'll be chatting about that new season that's starting for them. And from HGTV, Matt Blashaw. And that's all coming up this hour with Ron Sedgi today. We are going to pause just momentarily, but when we come back, my first guest, the second hour, actress Mary Lou Henner. I'm the nutritionist known as the Diet Diva, Tara Collingwood, here to explain why almonds are a great choice during National Healthy Skin Month, which is recognized each November. Research shows that eating almonds may help benefit skin by reducing wrinkles, skin pigmentation, and damage from UBV rays. A study found that postmenopausal women who ate two ounces of almonds a day over three months had a 16% reduction in wrinkle severity and a 20% reduction in uneven skin tone. Another study from UCLA showed that Asian American women, 18 to 45, who snacked on just 1.5 ounces of almonds daily increased their skin's resistance to UVB rays. Eating almonds may increase protection from sun damage along with applying sunscreen. As we age, people spend so much time on our daily skincare routine, but who knew that snacking on almonds may be one tasty way to reduce wrinkles? I'm Tara Collingwood, diet and nutrition expert. For more information, visit almonds.com. I used to hate the worn-out plastic mat under my office chair. It dented and cracked, and it was uncomfortable to roll on. And then I found the premium alternative, a glass chair mat by Vitraza. I liked it so much, I bought the company. I'm George Pardo, president of Vitraza. Our glass chair mats are made of super strong glass and protected with a nanotech coating, so you'll always get a smooth, easy glide. And they're beautiful. Tired of replacing plastic mats? I promise, this is your last chair mat. We give you a lifetime warranty. Comfort, style, durability. A Vitraza glass chair mat will completely transform your workspace, home office, or office office. Order online at Vitraza.com. That's V-I-T-R-A-Z-Z-A.com. We stock 18 popular glass chair mat sizes and shipping is free. Get the look you deserve and get 10% off any glass chair mat with promo code George at Vitraza.com. 
It's Ron's Edgy today, all across the USA and around the world. Our next guest, she's a terrific talent, a beautiful lady. You know, we're going to talk about something serious, and then we're going to lighten things up a little bit. Everybody knows Mary Lou Henner. Hi, Mary Lou. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Well, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Jeez, I forgot to play Thanks. Ricky Nelson. Hello, Mary Lou. I think about these things a day late and a dollar it's short. My heart. Since the last time we chatted, how have you been? You sound terrific as always. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be able to talk to your listeners today and to you, of course, um, about a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart because uh, it, it's Bladder Cancer Awareness Month. Right. And um, people probably, you know, I, I've been talking about bladder cancer for a while now because my husband, uh, Michael, was diagnosed with bladder cancer 14 years ago after we had just reconnected. We knew each other in college. He was my college roommate's boyfriend, but we didn't dare twinkle in each other's direction. And it took us a long time to get together, but we got together 14 years ago. And within two months of our relationship, he was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And it was such a, you know, a body blow to both of us. But we managed to put a program together that worked for him and gathered as much information as we possibly could. And he's now, I'm happy to say, he's been in remission 13 and a half years. But it all started... Uh, it all started three weeks after our, you know, we had first re- reconnected um, from college. Uh, we went on this little vacation together. We were in Mexico City having a romantic weekend, et cetera. And I followed him into the bathroom and noticed there was some, like, backsplash in the toilet that was like blood. So I said to him, Michael, are you okay? And he said, said oh, yeah, I've had blood in my urine for two years now. It's oh. no big deal. I went to see my doctor. He said it's probably, you know, a kidney stone that dissolves or a gallstone or maybe it's just a stress reaction, et cetera. And I said, wait a minute, blood in your urine for two years, that, that's not right. You know, that something is definitely wrong. I want you to go and see my doctors in Los Angeles. And he said, no, I'll go see this guy again. Well, of course, it took him a month to get the appointment, and he went there, and the guy had retired, but this other younger doctor was there, and he said, oh, yeah, you have bladder cancer. Come back in five months. No. So that didn't sit well with me either, and I started doing a lot of research. I took him to my doctors, and it turned out that he had a much more serious bladder cancer. Well, uh, we, you know, went through a lot that first year together. I'm happy to say that he didn't have to have the bladder surgery because we, we caught it in time. But there are a lot of times that people don't want to have those, those conversations. Well, we wrote a book called Changing Normal, How I Helped My Husband Beat Cancer. The book came out last year. The paperback came out recently. And Genentech, a company that put together a lot of research about bladder cancer, they approached me about talking about the role of the caregiver mm-hmm. because the caregiver has such an important part in the, you know, in, in the result of, of like sure. a, a happy prognosis or diagnosis or, you know, a happy result sure. when someone is taken ill. Um, and I said, I would love to get out there, talk to people about it, especially because Bladder Cancer Awareness Month, and I helped them develop a, like a website uh, section of a website. It's the Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network website, bcan.org, mm-hmm. org. And if you put my name in, you'll be able to get some information and get like a discussion guide to help jumpstart some of these conversations because that's the problem. People are embarrassed. They're shy. 
62% of people are afraid to talk about blood in their urine or pain or anything because it's a below-the-belt cancer, and they think like, oh, is my partner going to change their attitude about me? Is it going to affect my sexual ability, et cetera, et cetera? But you have to have those conversations, and especially because early detection is key. I congratulate you on taking this issue in a way that was very unusual. What really bothers me about this is the attitude that the doctor took, because I actually have a situation in my family, it's not bladder cancer, where the, the, the person is sick and the doctor is very cavalier, very nice man, very knowledgeable man. But on Friday afternoons, when he goes home, he forgets that that person suffers on Saturday and Sunday with pain. Exactly. I don't know where this is This is exactly why you have to get out there and have these conversations. Wow. Because your doctor, sometimes, you're right, they go home on Friday, they're not you know, they're, they're not feeling the pain over the weekend. And so you need somebody to be able to have those conversations with you. See, and the other thing too is this, there are two victims to anything of any health nature. There is the person that absolutely is suffering and you feel terrible because they're the ones that are really in trouble. And then there's the caregiver, you. And there's stress there between people that are caregiving for a loved one and the person that has the problem. But how do you treat this? I see statistics here, Mary Lou, that are scary. You know, one in five people that have bladder cancer, it's more common in men than in women. 62% of people think that the bladder cancer symptoms could be other things, like you said, kidney stones. But finding blood in your urine, those are things that are sometimes embarrassing that you don't want to talk to somebody, especially someone that, in your particular case, although you've known each other for a long time, it's kind of a new relationship now. Oh, it's brand new. I mean, we knew each other in college and hadn't seen each other in, you know, 30 years, 12, 22 years we hadn't seen each other because we ran into each other. But, but you know, yeah, you, you, a lot of times people don't want to have those conversations with someone that they've been with for a long time. Right. You know, and you can't be afraid. And also, you know, when a, when a patient goes to see their doctor, they are totally glazed over. They're maybe stuck on a word or two or a sentence, and they're so worried for their life that, that they, that's where their mind goes. So the, the caregiver has to put an agenda together, write it down, get those questions ready for the doctor, record it, do whatever you can to get the right information, you know, and it's a hard thing to know what to say and what to do, and that's why, you know, BeCan.org is going to be very helpful to people, how to open those discussions, because, you know, we always say the first day is the worst day. You get the diagnosis, and the blood just rushes to your head, and you don't even know what to do about it, but then you start to put one foot in front of the other and get it, gather as much information as you possibly can, and that's, you know, that's what it's going to take, and, you know, what happens you know, between two people and the couple, I mean, you have to be able to listen. You have to be able to ask questions. You have to be able to use humor, sensitivity, sexuality, whatever you need. I mean, Michael and I were so in love that we just said, we're going to get through this no matter what the situation was. And thank goodness we had these conversations early so that he was able to put his cancer in remission without, you know, a, a surgery. And, um, you know, we, we were very lucky that way. I'm going to say something, uh, Mary Lou, that probably will not make a lot of doctors happy, okay? But I'm going to say this because, hey, we're all in this together. In your business and in my business, 
you know, if somebody asks you a question and it's not the answer that they think is right, they're going to pursue it. I think a lot of times, and I had a, a couple of members of my family fall into this category. As soon as a doctor said something, that was the gospel, the gospel according right. to the doctor. Right. Okay? And I had a, yes. uh, my brother who I lost last year, I loved him dearly. He used to say to me, geez, why do you ask so many questions? And I used to joke with him and say, well, that's what I do for a living. Okay. But the reason that I ask so many questions is very simple. Is that because a lot of people don't ask those questions, are put in the dark. I know sometimes doctors, lawyers, you know, they, they don't want to explain to it because they figure that oh, this guy's a yo-ho. He don't know what he's talking about. But the sure. fact of the matter is, if you don't ask those questions, you can drive yourself nuts at about three o'clock in the morning thinking about this. Absolutely. No, you have to ask those questions. And if you don't have the kind of doctor who wants to answer those questions, then get a different doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to get second opinions anyway. Um, But you you have to be able to to know what to ask. And that's why, you know, BCAN.org will really help you find those questions. And you can't be afraid to ask your partner. I mean, you happen to be one of the few guys who can ask those questions. And I'm sure that, you know, you and your wife have these kinds of discussions all the time. But most people aren't like that. They're they're too embarrassed, too mm-hmm. shy, too reluctant, or they don't want to know the truth. That's right. You know, and yeah. and the truth is going to help them, especially in early detection. Mary Lou, we're going to pause for a second. Very interesting. Our guest is a very special friend of ours, Mary Lou Henner. Of course, she is a great actress, and she can take on any role and do it convincingly. Mm-hmm. We're talking actually about bladder cancer that happened in her family after she was newly wed. So, uh, it, no, newly dating. Newly dating. Oh my! We were God. only dating three weeks. Oh. Holy when, man. when uh, you know, when I noticed the blood, wow. three weeks we were on a little vacation. People even said, "Bladder cancer? Why don't you bail? You're such a new couple." Uh, you know, and I, I said, "No, no, no! I'm saving his life for me. I love this guy. Are you kidding me?" You know, it's amazing you said that because I was just wondering how many people would have said something as dumb as that, but they do. Yeah, I know. Rather ask you a question like that than ask you, you know, how you're feeling. Yeah, right. We're going to pause for a second. We'll be right back okay. with our friend Mary Lou Henner. I love talking to you. I love talking to you too because you ask such great questions, and you know, we follow the bouncing ball with each other. There you go. And we're going to continue following that bouncing ball after a quick message live on across the USA and around the world with Ron Seggi today. And don't forget to check out our website, ronseggi.com. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders, and now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. 
Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. March is National Essential Tremor Awareness Month, the most common movement disorder. It's characterized by involuntary progressive tremor, especially in the hands. It affects an estimated 7 million Americans. This is why it's important to raise awareness and make E.T. the talk of the town this month and beyond. Essential tremor can disrupt a person's daily activities, including eating, dressing, and speaking. E.T. can worsen over time. The unpredictability of E.T. can also lead to stress, anxiety, and sometimes depression. An estimated 70% of the people with E.T. are undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, or untreated. If you or a loved one is experiencing any of these symptoms, it can be helpful to speak with your doctor. Continued medical research is needed to develop new effective therapies for ET. One company investigating potential treatments is Praxis Precision Medicines. They're currently conducting clinical trials which evaluate the safety and efficacy of new potential medical treatments. Talk to your doctor to see if a clinical trial may be an option for you. To learn more about ET, visit EssentialTrimmer.org. We're back live nationwide and around the world. You're listening to Ron Seggi today, a very special guest, friend of mine of many years. Mary Lou Henner joins us right now. We're talking about a serious matter, which is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month this month. Her husband. My husband. Yeah, Michael yeah. Brown. He's been my husband for 10 years. No, okay. This, was, this all took place 14 years ago. 14 years we ago. We had just reconnected from college 14 wow. years ago. Wow. And uh, two months into our relationship, he was diagnosed with the cancer. But he's been in remission now 13 and a half years. Years, and we've been married over 10. Wow, that's great. Being in your business, you know, the entertainment business, it's sometimes very difficult to come to the general public with an issue. People don't want to do that because they think, well, you know, everybody sees me in my perfect way. Why would I want to sure. show them in my down way or any idiosyncrasies or problems I have in my private life? I think what you're doing here is great because, you know, I sometimes believe, and certainly this was the case 60, 70, 80 years ago in Hollywood, that nobody ever wanted to tell you what was wrong with them or their family. You weren't even allowed, I mean, a movie star wasn't even allowed to go on a television show. Right. Because they didn't want to, like, reveal something about right. their personal life. But, Ron, trust me, I have no secrets. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I will talk to anybody about anything. I will say anything. I wrote my book. I'm not afraid to talk about anything. You know, so, that's, Mary Lou, you got to say one thing about that. You certainly don't hold anything back. I would, no, I don't hold anything back. It must be because I'm a girl from the Midwest, a middle <laughs> child, so I'm always trying to connect the two extremes anyway. Oh, the middle child. I have the brother that's the middle child. <laughs> no, I like that position. It was benign neglect. You could just shoot up the middle. Nobody was paying attention. You you charted your own course. I'm so. the baby of the family, and I'm the one that had, you know, the brand new Cadillac at two. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I have my youngest brothers like that, too. Marilyn, spoiled one. I would be remiss to deviate from this very important subject for a moment to talk about one thing that absolutely astounds me about you. I love it. And you know what I'm talking about. This unbelievable talent you have about dates. Did this just happen or did you go to like date well, school? No, it's, I, 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 you know, I, it's hard for me to call it a talent at this point. It's much more a gift and it's something I was definitely born with, but I've definitely nurtured o along the way because it was something I always knew I had even as a child. 
You know, and when you're one of six kids, you look for anything that differentiates you from your brothers and sisters. So I loved the idea of having this unusual memory. And people would say to my parents, what's with that kid in her memory? You know, and I got the nickname Memory Kid, Memory Girl, Univac, things like that. (laughs) And so I knew that I had the best memory in my family. And then as my circle got wider and wider, I realized I had a very unusual memory compared to anybody that I knew. And Leslie Stahl's been a friend for many years. When she was offered the story for 60 Minutes about a woman who had an unusual memory, she actually turned it down because she said, uh, it's not a big deal. My friend Mary Lou has the same thing. I remember that. Three years later, she called me. She said, it is a big deal. We're going to put you on camera being tested. So what they've done is they've taken 300 measurements of our brains. They found nine areas 10 times larger than the normal brain. When I heard this statistic, I was shocked. People remember 8 to 11 events without, within any given year of their lives. If I asked you about 1988 or 2003 or whatever, you would probably remember 8 to 11. Well, maybe not you, Ron, because you probably would remember a lot more. But most people would remember only 8 to 11 events within any given year of their lives. And for the people who have HSAM, highly superior autobiographical memory, we remember virtually every day of our lives. So, you know, just like I'm in the health world, I'm also in the memory world because memory is health as well. And I've written a book about that, and I counsel people, and I'm able to help a lot of people bring back their memories. Because it's all that. in there. It's all in your, yeah. on your emotional hard drive. and makes you behave in certain ways, whether or not you're aware of it. I happen to think that the people of HSAM, that we have an unusual retrieval system. You know, one of the things that I loved about helping with this whole bladder cancer awareness month is that I was able to recall so many different experiences that Michael and I had together, and I was able to cross-connect so much information that I read. And it was not all in one place like it is now with BCAN.org, so I'm thrilled that I'm able to once again help people with memory, bladder cancer, whatever it is. I had Leslie Stahl on the show, and I forgot she did that interview. I, I, even, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even bring it up. I'm sure you were hell in history class with all those dates of you know when the war started and the Civil War and everything else. Can I put you to a test? I'm sure. Okay, now I'm not really, I shouldn't really say this, I might be a day off, but if I am, then you can still win the refrigerator. Oh, well, I don't want to do it. You know, I, I'm not trying to be like a show pony with this. <laughs> no, no. And a lot of times people ask me questions, okay, this is and a- they'll say, oh, when did you do this? And they'll, they've gotten their information from an unreliable source, like Getty Images. Like yeah. someone will show me a picture, and I'll say, oh, no, that's the wrong date on the picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or they'll say a taxi episode, and it'll be not the day that it was on. It'll, I'll talk about the date that I was actually experienced it. I'm very good at when I watch these old movies of cars. They say, oh, it was a place in 1963, and I see a 64 Chevy. I know that something screwed up. Oh, that's funny. You know what's interesting? I have this theory that everyone remembers something especially well. Everyone has what I call their primary track Mm -hmm. on which they've embedded their memories. It's like in the jigsaw puzzle of your life, what are the hard-edged pieces? Mm -hmm. And so I guess yours is cars. That's interesting. That would have been my father's as well. Yeah, cars. Well, my wife says that my center of interest is me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think most wives would feel that way about their husbands. You know, what happens is I have people ask me, how does that work? And I say, well, it's very simple. I says, "You, you have to have really... Uh, a combined enjoyment of a topic. You know, like you both play tennis, you both like sports. Sure. And in my case, we both love me, so it seems to be working out really oh good. Oh, my God. Oh, you my are goodness. a riot. I, I, you I, are. <laughs> I want to talk to your wife. She's the one I want to talk to. You know, 
2000. I can see why you've been on the air for so long, for character. June 23rd, 2009, a passing of a very well-known celebrity. June 23rd, 2009? Yeah. yeah. No, it was June 25th. It was Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett both died that day. Okay, then. Is that say, what you're talking about? No, I actually. That was, and that was a Thursday. No, that wasn't who I was talking about. But now that I think about it, it might have been June 24th. There was another person that fits into that triad there. June 24th would have been a Wednesday. Okay. About June 26th. <laughs> Do I hear April 27th? <laughs> it's like an auction. I, no. Maybe your second primary track is... No, no, old. no. My partner, Ed McMahon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's who it was. Oh, yeah. That's okay. You, oh. I forgot about Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson, so <laughs> we're even. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mary Lou. Yeah, that's when they passed away. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, because I was out in California with Ed, and I remember going past Michael Jackson's home with all the yellow tape around it. It was the same right. couple of days. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. That was a that was an unbelievable day. Give us the website again. The website is bcan.org. B-C-A-N.org, and it stands for Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network. And if you put my name in in the search bar, you will you'll hear more of my story. Right. With okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michael and, you know, questions that I helped formulate for them, too. Please do me a favor. Don't make it so many years between visits, okay? Absolutely. You're okay. always great to talk to. And please tell your husband we send our best, and he's lucky to have a lady like you by his side. No, thank you. And your wife's lucky to have you, too. If you talk to her, you tell her exactly what you just said about her. Okay. That she's lucky because you sound more convincing than I do. Thanks, Mary Lou. <laughs> okay. Okay, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A lovely lady, talented lady, Mary Lou Henner. And there's more to come with Ron Seggi today. That was fun. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Ron Seggi today, live nationwide and around the world. Well, I couldn't be happier for our next couple, actually, our next two guests, because their hit series is returning for a third season on Nat Geo Wild on Saturdays, and that's at 10 o'clock Eastern and Pacific time. Then on Wednesdays, it will be on Disney+. Plus. It's a great show. Very, very interesting. It's called Heartland Docs DVM. Joining us is the husband-wife team of doctors Aaron and Ben Schroeder. Hello, doctors. How are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. We're doing great. Beautiful here in Nebraska. Well, that's what I want to tell everybody. You are living in beautiful land, Nebraska. And I know that, you know, you do a lot of work in the winter blizzards and tornadoes and summer heats. But, boy, I got to tell you something. That's a nice area to live in. So, congratulations, first of all, on the return of the third season. Let's start with the ladies in the house, okay? Ladies first. Ladies oh. first. Right. <laughs> Dr. Aaron, tell us a little bit about the show because I think it is so interesting and very, very intriguing. Well, thank you. That's um, definitely part that we're going for. I, it, It's really neat to be able to share with people all over the world now um, what it's like to be in you know, the American heartland and what it's like to raise and care for animals and all the different people that we get to meet. And it's, it's sort of just a, a literal glimpse into everyday life for us and, um, and getting to tell these amazing stories or share, really not tell them to share these amazing stories. Um, 
And I, we think animals are the universal, you know, feel good between all different types of people. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, any of that. Um, everyone who is around animals just has that same, those same feelings for them. And so um, it's pretty neat to be able to be a part of that story. And, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think of veterinarians, they think of dogs and cats. But you go after cows, pot-belly pigs, llamas, deer, possums, and some I shouldn't say great because it, it's sad, but some very unusual accidents that leave our pets and animals in general kind of injured, like the three horses that were injured, a fawn that fell off a cliff, a tiny little silky terrier with three babies stuck inside, and a heifer who had his head stuck in a gate. I mean, Dr. Ben, out there in Nebraska, I guess you get all kinds of situations going there in the animal world. <laughs> well, we learned about all these different species in vet school, and we came to a place where all those different species coexist and live, and, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been fun to be able to use those skills that we were able to learn and put them to real life. You're known as the cattle whisperer there dr ben how did you get that name oh boy <laughs> it's all coming out well, now it's all coming out now you know we've been doing this uh this filming uh business for about three or four years and it's it's been fun you know cattle uh honestly are, are outnumbering outnumber the people in nebraska four to one right so we've got a lot of cows and uh my dad was a great cow vet and so he's probably the original but uh, it's been fun to follow in his footsteps and my my goodness if, if i'm the cattle whisperer that makes aaron the whisperer of every single other species there is because <laughs> she's amazing too want something what do you need honey yeah you sweet talking over here i i see what's going on never, never get involved with domestic situations when you're on the air ladies and gentlemen that is broadcasting 101 you're in it now right? yeah how did you two meet well the story that we're going to share with radio um is um we were we were at a country bar dancing actually we met playing basketball mm -hmm. in vet school and um uh I was playing with my class, and Ben had been in the gym already for a few hours, and he said he stayed and played the whole day. I don't know, because he wanted to be able to play basketball against me. I won, just for the record. Yeah. This is public Aaron's record. a heck of a basketball player, and she can really box you out if she means it. So. Wow. Sounds like a great team. Now, you know, you both love basketball. I understand your sons are in the two with the scholarships for Division One basketball. They're taking after their parents. Well, uh, they they are. Charlie's graduating this year, and he actually kind of had a switch, and he's going to run track. He's a pretty good track athlete, and, um, and he's really excited about that. So he's um, going to be going to a college in Nebraska here for track. And Chase is still a sophomore. So he may be more of the basketball line. I That may be where he ends up. The question is, are they going to follow in their parents' footsteps and take over the business? That's the question. Are they going to become veterinarians? That is our question, too. And and I want them to be good and, and or great at whatever they do. Whether they become veterinarians or not, we don't know. But uh, I do know that Charlie right now, he's leaning towards being a, a teacher oh. and a coach. And I love that. That, that is a, a wonderful um, profession to go into. He's, he wants to be an elementary education teacher. That's great. Yeah. Now, everybody loves animals. I mean, even if they say they don't, they do. I mean, how do you not Thank like you. a cuddly little dog or cat? I don't know about a cuddly little possum, but, you know, everybody likes animals. <laughs> now, do you ever get to a point where you get attached so much to a patient animal and it's difficult for you as much as it probably is for the owner if it's not a wild animal? 
I would say every day, all day. Um, I feel like for so many of our clients and uh, and my, our patients, um, you know, that's part of your family. That's how, what, you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I yesterday I had a, a lady come in with a puppy that um, was very sick and I had to deliver some really not good news and I was just bawling in the exam room. I was so sad. I, it was, I, I just knew how much this, this dog meant to their family and her daughter and, and it was just as heartbreaking for me as it was for the family to hear that. So um, that's, that's a constant for me yeah. and for Ben. Yeah, you know, I've had two dogs over the years. I've had more than that, but two in particular, uh, both poodles at separate times. And both, I was told by the vet, if they didn't get better by a certain time, that they'd have to put the pet down. And in both situations, the pet died on its own in our arms. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, it is so, so sad. It's it's one of the saddest things that I think when it comes to life in general is having to put one of those fuzzy friends down. But... You have some great, great stories that you tell here, and is it rather disruptive when you are uh, on a case and you got cameras all around you? We we discovered right away after filming that we just need to ignore that. Right. We we need to ignore the camera in your face. We need to ignore the people. Um, sometimes I ignore the producer because they're bothering me right in a critical time, and they get that now. They 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 just back off. And they um, they know that some of the best moments we've ever had on on our show um, are when they just back away and let us do our thing and, and let the true emotions of the moment come out, and um, and that's what I've learned over over the years of doing the show now. Well, that's great. Now again, the third season is returning this Saturday at 10 o'clock Eastern and Pacific time on Net Geo Wild. And then on the following Wednesday, it will be on Disney+. Plus. It's the third season of the Heartland Docs DVM with the husband-wife team of Drs. Aaron and Ben Schroeder. Doctors, it has been a pleasure. You are not only great, great doctors, but you're good guests, too. And anytime you want to come back, please join us. We would love to have you. And good luck in season number three of the show. Thank you. We've had a good time, too. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. I hope you have a great rest of your week. And I hope that you have a great time out there in Nebraska. And by the way, I'm probably the only guy that you'll talk to today, Dr. Aaron, that knows where Westport is. Really? How do you, uh, are you, have you visited? I have, and I'm from, I'm from Pennsylvania, which uh, we used to go white water rafting in that area, so I know it very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. I said, that's how much I love you, honey, when I, I moved away from that, because it's pretty breathtaking up there. <laughs> it certainly is. Not too swift in the winter, but very breathtaking. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it gets a two-star winter review, but the rest of the time, it's amazing. <laughs> that's exactly right. Thank you, doctors. Have a great time, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, I tell you, they are good, and that show is fabulous. It's Heartland Docs DVM, returning for its third season, and again, it's going to be premiering on Saturday at 10 o'clock Eastern and Pacific on Net Geo Wild. And then on Wednesday, it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Good show. Anytime we get a couple of seconds available to us, we'd like to tell you about our websites, which are ronsegi.com, R-O-N-S-E-G-G-I.com. When you get to that website, there is an icon on the homepage that says Show, and you can hit it and hear our latest show 24-7 on demand. 
Or you can hit the Facebook icon, and there you and I can become friends on Facebook. We also have another site that's called SeggiSings.com, S-E-G-G-I-S-I-N-G-S. And if you check that one out, you'll be able to hear and see everything there is on the site that talks about our tour with my 15-piece orchestra. If you ever get a chance to see one of our concerts, we'd love to have you there. Let us know that you heard it on the show. Our next guest coming up is going to be Matt Blashaw. He's from HGTV with a brand new show that's doing very good for him. You're listening to Ron Sedgy Today. March is National Essential Tremor Awareness Month, the most common movement disorder. It's characterized by involuntary progressive tremor, especially in the hands. It affects an estimated 7 million Americans. This is why it's important to raise awareness and make ET the talk of the town this month and beyond. Essential tremor can disrupt a person's daily activities, including eating, dressing, and speaking. ET can worsen over time. The unpredictability of ET can also lead to stress, anxiety, and sometimes depression. An estimated 70% of the people with ET are undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, or untreated. If you or a loved one is experiencing any of these symptoms, it can be helpful to speak with your doctor. Continued medical research is needed to develop new effective therapies for ET. One company investigating potential treatments is Praxis Precision Medicines. They're currently conducting clinical trials which evaluate the safety and efficacy of new potential medical treatments. Talk to your doctor to see if a clinical trial may be an option for you. To learn more about ET, visit EssentialTrimmer.org. Welcome back. It's Ron Sedgy today, live all across the USA and around the world. There is a show on HGTV that I love watching. It's called Build It Forward, and our guest is the host of that, Matt Blashaw. Hi, Matt. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. It's a great show that you do, and I congratulate you on its success and on the success of being probably one of the best real estate agents in the country. That's a pretty good accolade there to have that. I've been blessed uh, in my life. So really it's about the love for the home and the love uh, for homeowners and giving them a better life in their, their home. I think you hit a home run with it. We just celebrated Earth Day a few days ago, and there's so much about the environment that's in the news today. It always has been. In fact, the first Earth Day, I remember it, I was sitting in college and was wondering why there was nobody in class. Apparently, I didn't get the memo, and uh, everybody's out planting trees that day. But there's so much about energy. There's so much about the environment. And how do you resolve that matter? I know that is a very important aspect to millions of people around the world. And how do you address it, Matt? Because it is a serious issue. It is, yeah. Earth Day is, is an important you know, part of I think it's a great day to be able to kind of sit back and think about what is our impact on this uh, environment. Um, you know, we all need to be good stewards of the planet. Um, and, and I'm really encouraging people to think beyond recycling and, and planting a tree at this point. Um, so I want people to think about the energy that they use and to choose more diverse, low carbon energy when it comes to powering their homes and, 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 and their businesses as well. Because we're putting all of our eggs in one basket when it comes to electricity. And, um, you know, the more diverse America's energy is, the more reliable it's going to be. So what are your suggestions? There are so many things out there that we have to be concerned about. And for environment, for reduced carbon emissions, electricity is great, but a lot of times these grids break down and people think that electricity is, they don't even know that it burns natural gas, coal. So what are some of the suggestions that you have on the table there, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, if we think about the electrical grid in a whole, just like you said, 
Um, it, it runs mostly on natural gas and coal. I mean, we're getting better with wind turbines and solar power, which uh, you know propane could, could work right alongside with. Um, but it's going to take decades, and it's going to cost trillions of dollars to clean up the electrical grid. And it's, and it's so inefficient, the delivery system, because by the time it gets to you from the power plant, it, loses about, uh, it can lose up to two-thirds of the power. So we just have to think about, you know, what could we do to use a more diverse mix, right, of energy? And that's why propane is an important part of that energy mix. It can help Americans clean up the environment right now, equitably, affordably. It's made right here in the USA. And when families choose propane, it's going to lower carbon emissions, uh, and we're going to gain some energy independence from it. Matt, there's no dependency uh, we would have on other countries. We can do this all in-house. You know, we think about propane, we think about those little small tanks we put under a barbecue, right? right. But now that I've moved from California uh, out to the Midwest, I mean, there are some big propane tanks. And propane tanks, you come and have them filled on a regular basis. And you can do dry your clothes, gas ranges, uh, heat your water, uh, fireplaces, outdoor fire pits. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do. Uh, and so it's not necessarily just about um, one source of energy. It's about multiple sources uh, of energy. Uh, and we go back towards green building, right? And, and it's not necessarily about saving energy anymore, at least in my opinion, is that we should, yes, definitely should save some energy. But what are those energy sources that we're using? And that's why I said propane is just one of those mixes, because we can decrease our dependency on the electrical grid. And by choosing propane, you're going to be able to decarbonize, right? Take some of that carbon out of the environment that would have been used creating that electricity. We've had guests on the show before, Matt, that talked about propane for vehicles, school buses for one, trucks for others. But you can do the whole house? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And it's for homes, for businesses. You can do the whole house. You can even um, have propane to power um, a backup elect electrical um, a generator. Really? And we've seen that in, in years past. Um, boy, just in Texas a couple of years ago, I'm sure that was all, you know, that was all over the news. They didn't have power for weeks on end. Right. If you go out to rural areas or, or, or areas that are right on the cusp, it's a way of life. That energy source is right there. You don't have to get it piped in. You don't have to worry about anything being generated. And so in those times of need, when you need it the most, propane will be right there. Can they run a line to your home like they do and used to do or still do with natural gas? Absolutely. So, and I'm not saying if you have natural gas right now or if you have availability of natural gas with the infrastructure, you know, there's really no need to, to change that. But if you are running on all electricity and you don't have any other form of gas to power your house, absolutely, yeah, that can be done. Natural gas could be, um, a tank could be put onto your property. Uh, it could be piped in and then inserted into your house. Um, and, and you could do anything from it. In fact, you would not be able to tell the difference between a natural gas-powered home and a propane-powered home. You can do everything and more with propane. And i got to assume that it's got to be cheaper than electricity. I mean, the electric prices are crazy. At certain times of the year, like in Florida where I live, summertime is tough because of the air conditioner. Up north, wintertime is tough because heating. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it depends from city to city, but it's, you know, energy prices, they, they swing back and forth. Um, you know, what's good about propane, it, it, once it's delivered, it's yours. You've already paid for it, right? You're not having to depend upon if they raise your, raise your prices, especially if you think about in those rural areas trying to... Um, you know, the infrastructure to try to bring in natural gas, 
Um, you know, propane is right there. Um, you know, it's cost effective. It's comparable to any other energy doing better for the environment um, in, a, in, a, in a different way. Um, and to throw that decarbonization, right? We're trying to take the carbon out of the world, and propane is one way that's going to help with that. I would assume that the only reason that this isn't massively used by everyone is people are just reluctant to change, and they got to change that opinion because this is a great source, and they probably figure, well, you know, I've done this for all my life. Why should I change? And the benefits outweigh the reasons not to. So it's just a matter of orientating the general public. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm on the show is, is so, so that you can just, you know, keep it at the top of mind. And when you have that choice, that's one of the choices that you can make and say, hey, this is what am I going to do to better today? What can I do to gain some energy independence? And, and really, propane is truly for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and it's making a positive environmental impact. I think people just have to kind of think about it from a different way. And how could it be brought into your life today? Well, this is very enlightening. And congratulations on the show on HGTV. It's called Build It Forward. Our guest has been Matt Blashaw. And Matt, thank you for joining us. Anytime you have some more things to talk about, please come back and join us. Very important, and I think a way out the exit door of having problems on the grid. So this is important for all consumers. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And if anyone, they can go to propane.com if they want to learn all about it. Where to go is propane.com. Matt, thanks for joining us. We look forward to your return, okay? My pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. Our guest has been Matt Blasha, host on HGTV of Build It Forward. When he talks about propane and what it can do to the environment and what it can do to actually make cleaner air, it's a no-brainer, really. And there's more to come with Ron Seji today. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. March is National Essential Tremor Awareness Month, the most common movement disorder. 
It's characterized by involuntary progressive tremor, especially in the hands. It affects an estimated 7 million Americans. This is why it's important to raise awareness and make E.T. the talk of the town this month and beyond. Essential tremor can disrupt a person's daily activities, including eating, dressing, and speaking. E.T. can worsen over time. The unpredictability of E.T. can also lead to stress, anxiety, and sometimes depression. An estimated 70% of the people with E.T. are undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, or untreated. If you or a loved one is experiencing any of these symptoms, it can be helpful to speak with your doctor. Continued medical research is needed to develop new effective therapies for E.T., One company investigating potential treatments is Praxis Precision Medicines. They're currently conducting clinical trials which evaluate the safety and efficacy of new potential medical treatments. Talk to your doctor to see if a clinical trial may be an option for you. To learn more about ET, visit EssentialTrimmer.org. That's a wrap with Ron Seggi today. I want to thank you for joining us on the show. And I also want to thank our guests. And they include KC from KC and the Sunshine Band from KISS. I love that group. Paul Stanley. Theo Wilson is not only an actor, but the host of I Was There on the History Channel. Jennifer Jolly, thank you for giving us some Mother's Day ideas. also want to thank actress Mary Lou Henner, doctors Aaron and Ben Schroeder from the TV show Heartland Docs on National Geo Wild and Disney Plus, and from HGTV, Matt Flashaw. We'll be looking for your company come next week when we're going to do it again live all across the USA and around the world on Mother's Day weekend. Till then, I'm Ron Seggi, hoping that you have blue skies and green lights. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.